Directed Designer. My name is Jake, and I'm from Prepressology, and I'm here with Carl from Holy Carp Design. How you doing, Carl? I'm doing great, Jake. How you doing? Good, good. It's been busy, very busy. You guys may notice that we haven't put a whole lot out on Facebook if you follow us there, as both Carl and I have been extremely busy. I know you've got a trip coming up next week, so you've been doing a lot of work. I've been uh, rather deep in web design and things like that, so it's been definitely a crazy couple weeks. Yes, absolutely. I'm leaving for Memphis myself on Sunday, and I return on Friday night, so... Yeah, yeah. And then you said you're going to, what, Georgia uh, shortly after that? Yeah, Georgia the third week of June, so we're trying to get this recording in, you know, right between or right before everything, you know? Yeah, and hopefully we'll we'll be able to work something out before you, you head off to Georgia so we can get another recording in there. But uh, I think something that we really need to talk about is the big announcement that Adobe made the beginning of May. Now, I realize we're a little late coming to the party as far as talking about this, but I think what's good about that is it's given Carl and I some time to really think about it and really look into it. And what I'm talking about is Creative Cloud and Adobe's move to go strictly cloud, meaning that they are not going to release CS7. They're not going to release a box set and... Basically, it no longer is known as Creative Suite. It's actually known as Creative Cloud. So what that means is instead of having like InDesign CS, you now have InDesign CC. I know, not a huge change. But it is a change in the aspect that people who normally buy like the web premium suite or the production suite or the master suite, which is everything, you no longer can do that going after basically CS6. You can still do it for CS6, but after that, you will now have to subscribe to the cloud. This has caused a little bit of an uproar all over the place. People are upset. But what Carl and I want to talk about is there's a lot of misinformation on the Internet. Carl said to me before we started, well, isn't that what the Internet's for? I I have to agree because anybody can voice their opinion. So there's a lot of people out there that are voicing their opinion and voicing what they think Creative Cloud is and what Adobe is doing. And it's not necessarily true. So I thought we'd start with basically what they announced. What they've announced, like I said, they're, they're moving away from Creative Suite to Creative Cloud. So now all of your applications will now be known as CC. So you'll have Illustrator CC, Photoshop CC, InDesign CC, as well as Premiere, Dreamweaver, all of those will be known as whatever the program CC. This means that you will now have to subscribe to a subscription, which is what you subscribe to. And what that subscription will get you is the ability to download these applications. One of the first myths I want to talk about, and Carl and I were actually talking about this before the show, is that you don't run these in a web browser. You actually download the program onto your computer and you run that that application locally. So you actually 
don't need the internet to run the application. What you do need the internet for is to validate the program. And why I say that is that some of them are a little different, but most of them are every 30 days the application goes out to the Adobe servers and makes sure that you're subscribed, that you're paying your subscription, and that it validates that, and you're good again. Now, I know this has caused some concern for people that travel a lot, and they may be gone for more than 30 days. I don't think that that's the norm. And perfect example is like you were saying, Carl, you're going away for a couple days. Yes, I am. Can you see where people have that concern? I can, absolutely. I mean, I am only hooked up to InDesign at work on my desktop. So my question is, you know, what if I need something on my laptop? Um, And I guess there is a way to use the same license on two platforms. So I see the ability to have... Adobe both on my desktop and on my laptop, and then, you know, I'm good either way. Right, Uh, and I think that's something that some people aren't aware of, is that you basically are allowed to install your subscription, which means that you can download the app and install it on two different machines. Now, that doesn't mean that it has to both be PC or both be Mac, and I think that's a really interesting thing that they're doing with cloud. You can now, no matter what your subscription is, download and install on either Windows or Mac. So that's a a bit of a change for some people. Because I know a lot of it used to be if you bought the box set, you installed it on PC. You couldn't install that on a, a Mac. So I think that's a really interesting move for them. But you're right, that gives you the ability to... If you've got a desktop you work at home on... And then you travel and you need something in InDesign, you've got your laptop with you, you can install it on both, and that is okay. Um, The validation thing, as far as it checking every 30 days or so, that, that is something that's typical of any type of cloud software because it needs to make sure that you're still subscribed to them and you're still paying the money every month, and it just needs to go out and communicate with their servers. Um, all right, what other questions do you have, Carl? I mean, I, I've done a lot of research. I actually watched the, the Adobe Max keynote the first day. So I, I feel like I, I may have some answers for you. Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind is betrayal. Adobe has betrayed us as users to their program. Um, and one thing that I've read that has made me you know, kind of pause and say, okay, they're not completely abandoning us who might want a, a CD, a hard, hard case, and uh, programs physically in their hand. They are supporting CS6 for, uh, for uh, a long time now. They said that they're running CS6 concurrently with CC. So there's no, there's no abandonment issues on my part. Now, personally, I'm going to get CC eventually. But the questions I have are, the files that I create, are they going to be hosted natively on my computer or are they hosted on the cloud? Is the cloud a good backup uh, method? Can I backup my files into the cloud? Because I can see the perks of that. 
And what if I, um, say I am taking uh, paternity leave or whatever, say I have a kid and I can't focus on design or whatever, um, and I want to suspend my subscription, I'm going to need to eventually renew that subscription to access my files. Am I going to have to pay back all the months that I had shut it off, or is it just, you know, turn it on once and I get my access again? So Okay, so let, let's start with your first question as far as where are your, your files natively? Yes. Just like the application is on your machine, so are the files. Now, what Creative Cloud gives you is 20 gigs of space. That space can be used for backup. It can be used for displaying files. It can be used for collaboration. For example, Carl and I do some work together, and and we've talked about Podio, which is a collaboration tool that we use in previous episodes. But this is a way where maybe instead of Dropbox or instead of Box or any of those other storage-type things, we can work in Creative Cloud. Now, something that I found interesting is if it's an Illustrator file, it can recognize and preview an Illustrator file, an AI file. If it's an InDesign file, it can recognize and preview an InDesign file. That's a little bit different than some of the other storage systems out there like Box and and Dropbox and stuff. They have trouble with files that are are basically Adobe-type files. So that was something I thought was rather interesting is that you could actually preview an AI file and open it on the cloud in Creative. So that, that, that was what was a little bit interesting. But to answer your question, you host the files natively on your computer. You make a choice to upload those to the cloud. It's not like... And you can work in the cloud, but it's not like when you work in InDesign or you work in Illustrator or you work in Photoshop that when you save a file, it automatically goes to the cloud. It's not... And I say that in a way... Like, obviously, there are tools that you can do that, but I don't want people to think that they don't have control of their files. I think that's a misconception is that... If I same way you don't run your your programs online, your files aren't there unless you choose to put them there, and I, that's definitely a misconception that I've seen a lot of places. Um, a, a step back with what you were saying, the Creative Suite Six, yes, they are still selling that. They are still basically maintaining it. So yeah, that is an option for people. That, that don't think that they're abandoning you because they want to move forward into Creative Cloud. They still have the option for Creative Suite 6. Now, like I said, they're not going to launch Creative Suite 7. So there are people that feel like, well, I don't have a choice. Eventually, I'm going to have to go cloud. Yes. It's no different than we, we deal with things like Apple, things like Google that have their app stores, that have things that are on the cloud. Everything is moving in that direction. Adobe is no different. We, and I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't want them being behind and saying, no, 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 we're not going to deal with cloud. That would be a mistake. 
at least they're innovating and moving forward. And I'm happy about that. And then um, the last thing that you were talking about, what, can you remind me what that was? Because I got two out of the three. What was the last thing you were talking about? Oh, forgive me. Um, the last thing was um, backing up my... Oh, yeah. It was, uh, say I need to take time off, sabbatical, ah. paternity leave, military leave, something that I need to get away from everything. Can I turn off my subscription and then renew it later so that I can access all my files again and access the programs again? That one, I, I'm not really sure about that one. Like, I, I'd have to look into that. I mean, I know everything's monthly, so I would assume that you could say, you know what, I, I, I'm going away and I'm stepping away from that part of what I do, so I'm just going to cancel my membership. But realize that when you do that, you, you don't have access to the applications. Right. Your files are still there. Now, your files that are on the cloud, that's something that I, I think we need more information on. If Can you suspend your, your subscription? Can you keep your files on the cloud for a few months while you go and do something? That's something that I would need to look into because I'm not really sure about that. But realize that as long as you haven't deleted the files you've put on the cloud... You still have those. So when you come back after that leave and you start up your subscription again, you have all of those files. Now, if you decided to wait a year, wait two years, could you have some issues the same way that if I save a file for CS6 and somebody in CS4 tries to open it? Again, that's something that we're going to have to see what issues arise with things like that. And I think that's something that People need to realize, this is a growing process. This is something new. Adobe is not going to get it perfect on the first try. Now, granted, they've been doing this for a little while, but but there's a learning process in the whole thing. People make mistakes. They're going to have problems. They're going to fix them. That's what matters, and that's what that's where they become an innovative company, is that they move forward with things. Now... Some other things that I think are interesting, and I can understand people's concerns. One of the concerns that I've heard a lot about is, okay, they trap us in the cloud, now they're going to jack the price. Yes. Well, they're a business. They need to make money. But they also need us as customers. If they do that to us, there are alternatives out there. Are they as good as Adobe? That's for opinion. I personally don't think they are, but there are alternatives out there. So they have to be careful not to alienate us and make us all run away. That's the other thing. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you're right. I mean, uh, the competition is out there. We have our Zaras, we have our GIMP, we have other options. But take a look at Apple. Apple is now the go-to program for audio and uh, video editing on an Apple program. It's not Premiere. 
People are going right. to Final Cut Pro, uh, I think it's 10 right now, because it's usable and it's accessible. It's $300, and uh, you can make uh, high-quality pro- uh, finished product on that. So be assured that this is going to be good for the industry by kind of bringing back competition. This isn't as bad as when, say, Quirk ignored the uh, move to Mac OS X. This is just a regular regular evolution into what computing is becoming, the cloud. And I agree with you. I think it's important to remember that while Adobe is the big player, they're not the only player. Um, for example, even on our site at Rookie Designer, we've done reviews for Xera and for Magic. Now, granted, they're out of the UK. They're a little bit different software there there's a learning curve there's other things out there adobe is not blind to that but they do realize that they have a huge following that they have a power but like you said it's the evolution of what is happening they need to stay part of that they need to try to get in front of it they can't sit there and stick to the model that everybody wants and ignore what everything is going towards. Because if they do that, they'll end up like Quark. Let's talk about looking forward. Uh, Jake, you're a current um, cloud member. What yes. was it in the past? And, you know, what what kind of access did they give you? And how, how do you think it's evolving? It seems to be exploding into this great thing. So what are we coming from? Okay. So, yeah, like, I I was a CS3 user before I moved into the cloud a year ago. And it was, it was, I was one of those people that didn't see a need to upgrade right away. But with, with the cloud, I was like, you know, there's a lot of interesting things with it. And for a monthly fee, I can get the latest software. And not only can I get the latest software then, but every time they put a new update out, I get it right away. Now, I have a choice whether to install that, because it's not something that installs automatically. That's just to make a point, because I know that's another area. Um, but I was able to get the, the latest thing and make that step up. Now, I'm a freelance designer. I'm an independent designer by myself. It's tough for me to cough up $2,500, $2,700 for the full package every time there's an upgrade. And I realize there's upgrade costs as opposed to a full version. But just the idea is it was tough for me to come up with that big chunk of money and budget that. Where to me, mentally, the fee every month is easier for me to handle. And I was able to make the transition to the latest software. Not only was I able to make the transition to the latest software, but now I had access to Premiere. I have access to Adobe Muse. I have access to Edge and these things that and Flash and things that I wouldn't typically get involved with because I'm more of a print and document designer. Well, you know what? I, I'm working towards becoming more savvy in web design. Well, now I have access to things that 
allow me to learn those programs. And I think that's something that we need to talk about quickly is that if you're somebody that, say you're a photographer and all you use is Photoshop, there are rates that allow you to have one program. There's the argument that a lot of people don't just use one program. Well, then open your eyes to the fact that you now have all of this stuff that you have access to. So instead of just being a print and document designer, now maybe I can dabble in some motion graphics. Maybe I can learn a little bit about video editing. I'm, I like, I'm an amateur photographer, so now I've got access to Lightroom. So I think that's the thing that people need to realize is for a fee that is rather minimum if you really think about it, you get access to everything. You're no longer a print designer. You're no longer a web designer. You're no longer an audio or a video guy. Now, I'm not saying that you need to do everything, but and, and maybe it's just something that I enjoy, and I know there's other people that do too, to be able to dabble in these other things and learn some other stuff. Well, now I have access to those things. Now, do you find that interesting? I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse. Adobe is reinforcing the idea that a designer is a designer in all things. So, you know, we are having to be more diversified. But knowing creatives, we want to know this stuff. Um, We want to know print. We want to know web simply because it's more ways to apply your creative vision into different uh, mediums um, and also production and and knowing the process allows you to deliver a better finished product. So that's a dream to me. I've never bothered um, trying to buy the Premiere set. I've got Master Collection, which is pretty much just web and print. Um, now that I can get into video, I'm I'm very excited about this. Whether it's Premiere or whether it's one of the animation tools. Um, so that's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, I think that all of the other perks of this program, Adobe's been buying a lot of different things that they're integrating into the cloud that are going to be useful tools. We're talking types, uh, fonts, we're talking uh, portfolio tools. Um, these are other perks that you might actually know a little more about, Jake. Yeah, and actually, I, I think the big one that surprised a lot of people was they bought Behance. And we didn't quite understand at first why they bought Behance. I mean, obviously, Behance is a huge creative community. And if you're part of it, you understand that it, it is awesome. But we couldn't quite figure out why, why did Adobe buy Behance. Well, then, at Adobe Max, it really became clear because now you get a Behance Pro account as part of your Adobe Creative Cloud. And what that allows you to do is when you finish a product, and you know what? It's not only when you finish it. It's while you're working on it. And that was the thing that was really interesting watching. a, And I think it was the, the guy who actually developed Behance, and, and I apologize, I'm not good with names, the, the two people went back for it, and he actually put something out on Behance and said, hey, you know, this is an idea I have that I'm 
on a project, and I'm curious what you guys think. He used it as a feedback tool in the creative community. So he was able to put that out there and get almost instant feedback while he's working on a project. So it's not only about the finished product, it's about the process. And it really became clear at Adobe Max like why they bought Behance. Not only is it a way to, to show off your final products, the stuff that really kicks butt, but it's a way to work with the community that you have around you and say, you know, hey, I got this idea or, hey, I'm stuck on this. Can you guys give me some feedback? So it was really interesting to see what they did with that. They also bought Typekit. I think it's Typekit. Yeah, I think so. For web fonts. And they bought that last year, I believe. The big move this year is the fact that not only is it web fonts, but now it's desktop fonts. So you're getting access to thousands of dollars worth of fonts for applications like Illustrator, InDesign, Photoshop. Not just online, but now in print, in e-publishing. So they've expanded that. Um, I'm trying to think. like Obviously, the, the Creative Cloud storage space. So they're constantly adding tools to make it so that this cloud this creative cloud is exactly that it's it's a community it's a way to gain access to things that you used to have to pay individually for so there are some questions that uh, obviously come up um Where's all this going? What What is Adobe going to do as we get more integrated into cloud? And they do have t- uh, tablet applications, stuff like Photoshop Touch, Cooler for the iPhone, Ideas, which is vector-based sketching. I, for one, am very excited about what what can happen with the mobile tablets. And I really, I really want Adobe programs to be as effective on tablets as they are on desktops because if I can create deny, dynamic thing uh, graphics on a, say, a $300 tablet, that would be even more cost-effective than using my $1,000 computer or whatever. Other questions I have are, if I upgrade from my CS5 to CC... Is my CS5 now defunct? Am I? Is it done? Or uh, do I have kind of a backwards access if I need it? For whatever reason, I can't even think of why I'd want it. <laughs> well, uh, you do. You have, as far as I know, you you have access to that software because you can always uninstall the CC applications and reinstall your your CS5. Cool. Um, but, like anything, like Xbox games, like uh, PlayStation games, Wii games, sometimes the newest software is better and you set something up in that or you have a new game, but you can't play it on your old Xbox. So you can't play with a new file that you set up in InDesign CC in 
CS5. But we've all dealt with that. I mean, we both, you and I, come from production backgrounds. How many times have we had to save files back or ask a client to save a file back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All the time. you got to save, they call them legacy files in some editions of CS. Um, other times you're just exporting to a previous version. Um, I think in design, you only have the option to export to CS4 and before. They kind of right. give it a blanket thing. Right. Um, now, to, to answer your question about where is Adobe going, I think Adobe is... They're obviously all about software. They're all about making things easier, making things better. Obviously, they have taken the e-publishing arena by storm. They have made it so that it's easier to take things that people need to publish online and done some amazing things there. Something that I was really surprised at Adobe Max was the fact that they announced hardware. They actually are working on a pen that's called Mighty. And what this pen does is it actually allows you to draw on your tablet like you would draw pencil to paper. Now, I'm not the artist in the sense of that I can draw. Carl and I have laughed about this because Carl is much more the artist than I am. Don't ask me to draw. I just can't. I am. I tend to think of myself more of a technical designer, why I like doing document layout, things like that. This thing is really cool. I watched the presentation, and it was really cool to see how like he was drawing, but what's interesting is that pen is hooked to your Creative Cloud account. So if you've got a previous sketch out on cloud, you can access it right through the pen. And so you could paste it into a document on the tablet. And I think that's the kind of stuff that you're interested in, to see them push it forward into tablets are now the creative tools, not desktop and laptops. Um... As well as that, and I, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. I'll put it in the show notes. But they had, I want to say it's Napoleon. I think that's right. They actually had a device that, it almost looks like a really short ruler. You set it on your tablet, and it creates a line. That now you use your pen and your trace. And it's a straight line. So you remember all those art classes we had when we were growing up that you did those perspective drawings and you had to draw those lines to make those buildings look like they were basically going into the paper? This device allows you to have that hard edge when you draw. Not just a line, but also curves. And it's all controlled by buttons. And it it was just amazing to see that... They have transitioned, as well as doing software, they're thinking about hardware and how they can help creatives get into the digital age, especially people that, ah, I don't want a tablet. I want my pen and paper, or pencil and paper. 
I want it draw by hand, and I want it on paper. And one of the people that they have as one of the heads of the project for Mighty, they said in the conference that they took his tablet and his pencil away from him and said, for one year, we want you to use this pen and this tablet and let us know what you think. And he said, it's just as good as drawing with a pencil. That's impressive. The only- and I think one of the, and I think that's, that's where Adobe's going. Very nice. The only thing I'm angry at is that they've been sitting on this for a year now. Yep. And, and, but like any product development, they, they need to make sure, especially something like this, they need to make sure it is 90% of the way there. That's right. Bef- before they put it out. Because if they don't and it flops, it could hurt them. But after watching this, I, I don't think it will. I really don't. Now, I'm going to be... Obviously, you know, I'm all about Creative Cloud. I think it's great. I think it's a good move. I understand people's concerns. Carl and I have talked about it. Carl has actually been kind of the the devil's advocate in a lot of ways. He's made me realize, yeah, there are things we need to worry about. But you know what? This is the direction the company is going. Can we stop it? No. Can we voice our opinion? Yes. But I think there was something that you brought up earlier that I think people need to do. And what was that? You need to do your research. Um, There are people that are flaming each other. You know, it's the trolls of the Internet. They're either spreading false information or they're, you know, they're panicking. You know, they're hyperventilating. And it takes only a few minutes to find uh, reliable resources on ha- on uh, critiquing the software, finding out what actually is coming out, and looking at the costs. I'm looking at an article on CNET. How gre- greedy is Adobe Creative uh, Cloud subscription? And it says not very. And they do a cost analysis. It's resources like this that can help you plan out whether or not it's worth buying. And it's also as simple as going to the membership plans and finding out how much cloud is going to cost you. If you have CS3 or later, it's not very much per month. It's it's cheaper than upgrading every few uh, generations of CS. If you're a new user, then you know it's a little more expensive. If you're a student, this this is you can't get a better deal. So it's worth educating yourself on this and then make make your opinion. And I think that's the key, and I think that's what people need to realize, is that there are people out there that know what's going on. And I'm actually going to put a couple links in the show notes. Terry White, he is Adobe's, one of Adobe's major guys. He knows what's going on. He knows what people are thinking, and he has a lot of great stuff on his blog, including one that talks about the top five myths about Creative Cloud. So I'm going to put him in there. Bob Levine. I've been following Bob for a while. I met him at PepCon, which is the uh, print and e-publishing conference that uh, InDesign Secrets puts on. I met him a couple years ago. 
He actually went to Adobe Max. He was there for the announcement. He waited a few days, and then he wrote a really good post about the fact that this is what it is. This is what I've learned. Um, there's the Adobe Creative Cloud FAQs. Check those out. Really learn what this is about. Don't just listen to the guy next to you that isn't happy about it. Or the guy next to you like me that's really happy about it. Go out there and find out if it's what's right for you. And I think that's what you've been doing, right, Carl? Yeah, I've had to educate myself on this because, um, frankly, my my uh, business is growing and I'm, I want to be able to do more web stuff. Well, maybe Adobe Edge is worth it for me. So instead of buying CS6, I'm going to leap into the cloud at some point in the very near future. Good, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Well, I think that we we covered a lot of stuff with Creative Cloud. And this is a longer show than we normally do, but this is an important topic because it's the software that we use. It's the software that is prominently used. It's not the only stuff out there. That's the other thing. If you don't want to go this direction with Creative Cloud, there's other options out there. Educate yourself on that, too. So, now that we've talked about Creative Cloud, gone all through that, let's go on to recommendations. What's your recommendation this week? Uh, Today's recommendation is brought to you by Shock Top Raspberry Wheat Beer. I've been enjoying that during this uh, uh, little synopsis of Creative Cloud, and I want to thank my friend Spinny for uh, turning me on to this. This is good stuff. Good. Good. Nice. Oh, wow. I I think you might have just started something there with uh, recommending a beer. (laughs) Since that's what you said, I think I'm actually going to kind of go the same direction. And when you listen to this podcast, you'll understand why I think that's funny. Mike's on Mike's podcast. It's two guys that basically... Talk about tech, talk about business, talk about productivity, things like that. But they actually have a bit in their show that is, what are you drinking? And it's the very beginning, and anytime they have a guest, it's, what are you drinking? So I, I think it kind of fits really well with what you recommended. So I'll put them in the show notes. Definitely a great podcast. Really enjoy listening to them. It's on the uh, 70 Decibels Network, which I'm a huge fan of. So that's my recommendation. So do you have anything else to add this week? Um, I've got nothing much else. I mean, um, I no, I think we're good. Okay. I mean, okay. like cool. I said, well, I want to... Where, like where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on holycarpdesign.com. You can find me on LinkedIn as Carl Grabakis. That's G-R-I, V as in victory, A-K-I-S. And you can also find me on Twitter as holycarpdesign. And I'm also on Pinterest. Oh, excellent, excellent. You can find me as Jake Van S on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook as Prepressology. On Twitter as Prepressology. Google Plus is Prepressology, and Instagram 
as Jake Van Ness. So I think that's going to bring our show to a close. And as always, everybody's a rookie before they're an all-star. 